record. I am now recording. It's at three seconds. I am now recording. It is at five seconds. Ooh, you think you're better than me? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you are. You kind of always have been. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. So, Luke, how's it going, man? <sighs> I'm, I'm yeah. doing good. Yeah, I've been, I got sick. I got, well, I'm, I'm going to self-diagnose myself, which I really hate it when, when people do that. But you know what? That's just how I, how I roll now. Um, I forget what the name is, but it's like non-allergenic rhytosis or something, rhinosis or something. It's where basically you you get allergies, even though you don't have allergies, from it getting really cold or allergy-like symptoms. So It sounds like it's called uh, retroviral hyperplasia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly what that is. So I got pretty much had like an like I had really bad allergies all day yesterday. It felt like I just slept all day. It just my eyes. It was weird because like my eyes were my left eye and my sorry my right eye and my right nostril were just like a faucet Ugh. that would not be pleased. Ugh. That would not be stopped. <laughs> that would not be appeased. <laughs> oh man, yeah. How the hell are you? Oh, I am terrible. <laughs> Uh I am I am seven levels of terrible. Yeah. So number one, so people at home, I am at my in-laws. I'm in their kitchen. I'm trying to speak quietly because everyone's asleep. Uh, my kids all, I have four kids. Two of them got really sick. One is scarlet fever, the other strep throat. They're basically the same kind of virus, but or bacteria, whatever it is. And um, so we just medicated them all with amoxicillin, threw them in a van, drove 14 hours I felt I, I took a nap during the day, woke up at 3 p.m., and I didn't go back to sleep until 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. the next day, and I slept oh. for like 13 hours. But they're all sick. My throat's a little bit sore, so I'm coming across that way. But, uh, yeah, so just just a lot of bad stuff happening in my family right now that's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, my, my mom... Uh, my mom is bipolar, type 2, depressive, and right now she's unleashing the fury of gumming off her psychotropic drugs because her prescription didn't renew correctly, and she stresses herself out and overdoes it, and Christmas was Christmas Day was fine for us. We went over to their house for Christmas Eve. Um, it was fine for us, and then we left. Usually it's awkward and torturous, but my dad informed me that she basically had a meltdown that morning and it just cascaded and has gotten worse and worse and worse. So, um, it is really hard dealing with your parents when they're falling apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah, I, I was really excited to do this podcast cause it's something other than that. And so I, it's, it was like nine degrees in Missouri and I was standing out in the driveway talking with my dad about everything going on. He's like, my mom just wrote a wrote a letter to him saying I'm out of here. And she just was gone when he got back from, you know, his cancer treatment. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh. So I'm like, well, Dad, you know, they say stress and negativity makes cancer fighting worse. And he's like, yep. I'm like, okay. Enjoy life if you can. <sighs> so everything's hard. Everything's difficult. And I'm nowhere, nowhere around that. I'm... 900 miles away. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> my my kids like their cousins. It's Rothkoff family Christmas tomorrow. There you go. Where, Rothkoff where Christmas throwdown. <laughs> where I get to hang out with a bunch of guys whose only source of small talk is sports ball. And I am, I promise you, I'm even going to try to record me using my two standard lines. <laughs> what, are I'm gonna do a what are your two standard lines? Uh, whenever people ask me about sports ball, I pick a team that's a local team. So we got the St. Louis Blues or Blue Notes, something like that. They're a hockey team. We have, uh, and Shannon's family's into hockey. We have the, let me think here, uh, a NASCAR event. Some dude just retired, Dale Earnhardt Jr. maybe. Junior. I could use, I could use that. Um, and then we have uh, the Cardinals, of course. You can always use the Cardinals. Yeah, who did then, not do a I good just, job last year. So you can always be like, how about those Cardinals? Looking and better this right, season, though. Right, right. Well, this is what you say. This is what you say. This is line number one. You know what? They're due. <laughs> They're due. Mm -hmm. This is their season, guys. Am I right? Am I right? Did you hear about them in the uh, preseason warm-up scrimmage? Scrum? They're due. <laughs> They're due. 
And then they'll look at me and they'll pat me on my head and rub my tummy and then I'll feel really self-conscious and walk away. The other line is uh, it only works for football, though, and St. Louis lost their NFL team, so I feel a little bad using it. But it's also funny. I could use it for the Texans. They're not doing so hot now that J.J. Watt's out. So I can say this. I can say, hey, you know what the difference between uh, the Houston Texans and a dollar bill? They'll say, what? And I'll say, you can still get four good quarters out of a dollar bill. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) And then I just moonwalk out of there. Or you can just go, hey, at least listen, would you rather not have a team or would you rather be a Bengals fan? Case closed. <laughs> One time I was uh, whitewater rafting. I was whitewater rafting because I'm athletic and I seek thrills in the great outdoors. And uh, <laughs> so I'm whitewater rafting because I'm a youth minister. And I shop at Coast ROI Crest. and other things like that. <laughs> or REI, whatever it's called. REI. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I shop on return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> I have a credit card at Cabela's. <laughs> I eat at Whole Foods. I don't know what that is. But uh, so I go to this. Um, I go to Cove Crest and I'm whitewater rafting for like the 11th time because I take junior high kids and high school kids every year, twice a year. I used to. And uh, it's like my last time going. I'm with the high school students. I'm hanging out with the seniors. There's five of us in a boat. And then me and our guide and the rafting guide was talking about some of the other fellow women rafting guides. And uh, he says something, and he's like, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. I like her. But, hey, you know the difference between a, a hockey player and a female rafting guide? And I was like, no. And he goes. <laughs> and and then like, I was like, can't wait to see. I can't wait to see where this is going. Yes, exactly. My little fingers were twitching. And he says, uh, after three periods, a hockey player takes a shower. Wow. I know, and I was like, oh, that's, that's, oh my gosh, that's, that's gross. And he's like, yep, it's really gross for them, too. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, um, wow, 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 yeah. wow. Yeah. So this is, this is in the spirit of our old people sex comments, I guess. <laughs> I had a, I was texting with a household brother and fan of the show, Justin, Justin Lamison. And uh, huh. Lamison said, Lamison said on the phone, um, he said, dude, I loved your episode 1000 Tangents. He's like, it was a great episode. And I was like, thanks, man. And I said, what about the old people sex part? <laughs> and he said, you know, when you started making those jokes, I literally said out loud, okay, guys, that's enough. Don't go down there. <laughs> and I just ran with it. And I was like, well, yeah. I think a lot of people had that response. I was talking to a priest buddy of mine. Uh, Father Matt has always been a big, I was a supporter of the show. And he's just like, yeah, I was a little bit too far. <laughs> was it, was it your comment? The wait, wait, <laughs> hold it. Yeah. That was too much for me. Broken hip. For me, but, uh, but editing it, I decided to leave it all in. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was listening to it. Uh, Cause we would, gosh, did we record that on a Thursday night? I don't remember. But uh, uh, no, 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 no. We recorded on a Tuesday. I was listening to it on Friday in the morning. I went, "Oh wow, he just kept it all in there. It's all there." <laughs> <laughs> so I feel no shame, man. That got us twenty thousand downloads <laughs> in a week. What the somehow, hell? fans? We don't know who you are. We love you. <laughs> we love hearing from you, but we do not understand why the we- one thousand tangents and old people sex is the title track. And it's the most downloaded episode by a factor of. They just doubled. Good Lord, I it mean. doubled. It literally doubled in like a day. It's so yes. funny. I know it's really like stupid to talk about your own downloads, your own podcast, but it's so amazing and humbling <laughs> and incredible that I'm just like I. I don't know what to say. Like it was. It's just. It's funny now. It's like a topic of conversation with people. Like people want to know about like so. Like what's what's this podcast that you're doing? It's interesting. <laughs> Far and wide, my friend. Yeah, so a friend of ours, Natasha Yeager, writes, Hey, guys, uh, I'm really excited about getting into blogs and podcasts. Does anyone have any recommendations? And all of my friends wrote on her thing, and not a single one of them put Catching Foxes. So (laughs) under Deacon David Hust's recommendations, which was the liturgy, guys, come on. I just wrote wrote one word, cough. (laughs) And he wrote, I deliberately left you off just to piss you off. And it worked. It yeah. worked. Yeah. Work, work like a charm. Work like a charm. So what are you up to for Christmas? What are you doing? Uh, so um, my mom's in town. That's been great. Really, really great. Uh, it It's so good it almost hurts. Uh, just because, you know, then she has to, uh, um, then she has to leave and 
I honestly don't know when I will see her again after this one, so I'm going to have to plan a trip out there soon, I think. But um, So that's been really good. Uh, Aaron and I, we actually had Christmas at our place. It was the first time that we've had family over to our place for Christmas. We have spent one just us together here, but we have never had people over to our to our house. So it was the first time that I ever actually cooked the Christmas meal, and I kept it simple, but I made sure that it was good. And I think I did a really good job. So, Auntie, you would be proud of me. Thank you. What'd you make? I made uh, I a made Christmas goose. <laughs> some turkey. Very good turkey. I made uh, some really great arugula salad, I think, with my own special like dressing that I made. Well, I followed a recipe, but I made other dressing. Then I then I also had, then I, um, had like lemon mint red uh, potatoes. Wow, that's and awesome. That was it. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I mean, again, I kept it very, very what, simple. What mass did you go to? So we... Big Catholic question. What mass? We ended up going through just... Uh, it was kind of a whole bunch of stuff happened that changed our plans. We ended up going to mass at 10 a.m. on Christmas morning, which was fine. Was that was it busy? Yeah, it was packed. It was it was packed. How about you guys? Well, for the fourth Sunday of Advent, we went on Saturday evening. We did the same thing. That's only, yeah. Really, if you were smart, it's the only way to do it. Right, right. All the dumb just, people just went kidding. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And then we went Losers. to, uh, and and then uh, for East, or for Christmas Mass, we were going to go all together in, in one of the, our church was offering six Masses on Christmas Day. Six. Uh, our other church in our area offered two. Two. So uh, we had a Spanish Mass, all this different stuff. So uh, because our kids are sick, we had to stagger Masses. So Shannon went at 11. So we did Christmas at our house Christmas morning, did the presents, they let them play, Shannon made a big breakfast, and then she went to um, morning mass at 11 a.m. by herself, and I went at 1 p.m. by myself to the Spanish mass. Hey, Luke, ask me how much Spanish I speak. Uh, I, was, I was trying to find out how to say a small amount in Spanish, but I uh, don't know how to speak Spanish, so uno. I would say No. That's all you only speak. No. Oh, Michael, no. That's it. No, Espanol. Al Miguel. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. He no here. <laughs> I try to go once every six weeks because I need to be there with my people. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I went and Father Tom was the celebrant and uh, not the homeless, but the celebrant, my pastor. And I walked in right at the very beginning of Mass and he just got this big old smile on his face when he saw me. And I was like, yep, me alone, Christmas Day. Can I, did I ever tell you about one of the stories of that Like, was probably one of the best Christmases ever for me? No. Personally. so Was it, was it when I was there? No, 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 no. Have we ever? We haven't. No, we haven't done Christmas. Just a whole bunch of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yet. Uh, So uh, (laughs) I. So this is a time when I was back home for college. I think it was 2004, and I went to mass by myself at our at our local parish, and was feeling really just down. Kind of like everyone was there with their own families, and it was just kind of tough. And you know, I just really, uh, you know, it's just kind of just kind of. I feel bad in this because I know that not my whole family is going to listen to this now, but. It just was, it really was hard to be there alone. And we, Mass was about to start. I think I went to the midnight Mass even. And we had about 10 minutes before Mass started. And I, just a bunch of like household guys started to text each other, like, you know, um, Happy Christmas and stuff. Sorry, Happy Christmas. Started to text each other. Merry, uh, started to Merry text New each Year. other. Merry Christmas. And it was just, re- it was so like, oh, I'm not, I just, it, it just like immediately felt not, not alone. It was incredible. Just one of those small little, that's how I feel like in a lot of ways God speaks to me. Just little itty bitty things like that. I'm just like, oh, that's, I needed that right, right now. So that's all. It reminds me of that Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin sees, it's from American Beauty, but sees a plastic bag floating in the wind. Look, it's dancing with me. It's like there's this incredibly benevolent force that wants me to know there's no reason to be afraid. Sometimes there's so much beauty in the world, it makes my heart burst. It's just some trash blowing in the wind. Do you have any idea how complicated your circulatory system is? And all of a sudden it pans up to God in heaven. He's like, a freaking bag? Do you have any idea how complicated your circulatory system is? <laughs> yeah. You know what's, what's, gosh, I think it's, um, I think it's 
American beauty as well. I was starting to think the other day, and I was like so overwhelmed with all of the beauty in the world and all the things that I like couldn't be able to do. There's like just like so many things that I wanted to do, but I knew that I was not going to be able to do because it just wasn't it wasn't humanly possible. And I started getting depressed about it, and I was like, "Look, this is some really sad American beauty stuff you're going through right now." Let's dial it back a bit. <laughs> oh and then and then you're like is that music is that 80s music playing outside and then it was raining and you ran to your window and there i was with a boombox over my head <laughs> standing out in the rain waiting for you to come and get me am i about to be shot by the by the general from the patriot did not yep. see that coming yep the song I was playing, the final countdown. You should have put two <laughs> and two together. <laughs> uh, American Beauty. I did you like that movie? Never watched it. I remember I've only seeing a couple scenes. It was one of the first films that I saw. I was like, oh, this is deep. The color red. What does it mean? And then Kevin Spacey turned out to be a monster. So there's that. <laughs> I, I remember it was such a controversial movie because it was like a young girl. And an older man and oh, a guy lifting yeah. weights and all this stuff. And uh, I remember like the chastity speakers all like team. It's like the, it was like the Fifty Shades of Grey of its time. Mm -hmm. Right. And not like because it's about bondage, but because it's about like it's like, very sexualized and all this stuff. And um, I remember this one speaker called it the same lady that coined the little bit of poop in the brownies. Uh, remember that yeah. Thanks that a little chastity gem. Yeah. And it was not Mary Beth Bonacci. It was the other one. And um, she she would call it American Ugly. Have you seen that movie, American Ugly? Ooh, that's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> but see, here's, here's the thing. After having watched that film, I would say that it's it's about the depravity in those things. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of when uh, a household brother of ours told me I'm not allowed to say I like The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2 if I don't say I like The Godfather Part 3. Oh. And I said, I said, why am I not allowed to say that? And he said, because in three, he gets redeemed. In part one and two, you're just saying you like the glory and the, uh, the glorification of the mafia. But it's a three-part series. And in the third one, he more or less gets redeemed. And I was like, no, listen. Just, and he goes, no, you're immoral if you don't like the third one. <laughs> you're and immoral. I said, yeah. And I said, the third one is awful. It, you cannot you cannot deal with it. it. There are elements of it that are awesome, and there are elements of it that are so bad that it makes the good stuff, you know, I mean, the good stuff makes the bad stuff stand out. Well, and, yeah, uh, sorry. But, I mean, it's still a great, it, like, all in all, it's still a great movie. I mean, Mario Puzo gave a great content to take it from, but mm -hmm. the in the end, it was too weird. It was too 80s for me yeah. um, compared with the other yeah, ones. That, that, was the, that really is the problem, like, looking back. Well, because, you know, I mean, it's years later, but... The notion is, for me, uh, I said, don't you understand that you can teach a moral by showing the depravity of the dark side? Like, Michael kills his own brother. Um, you know, like, he has to, he, like, one, his whole life unravels. His wife gets an abortion. She hates him. She divorces him. Like, mm -hmm. all of the bad things happen because he's embraced the life of violence for the family. Well, and, and, you know, so. and you're, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to feel like, Look at how detached he's become from just everything around him. You 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 really feel sad for him at the end of the yeah. film because you. And this is one of the things that does kind of bother when people crap on on stuff like that because, um, people who do bad things are people. Yeah, and one thing that I've had to kind of you know really come to terms with is where, what this and, and, and other things. Okay, so. There's just some people that you know we've talked about over this. I don't want to get. I don't want to say who they are, but. There's just a there's just a there's a person that's been brought up over break, and this is the person that I really don't like. I don't like things that he did to people that I, I care about, and I have done Matt my, Lauer. <laughs> yeah, I've done my best to forgive him, but in this, it's it's that kind of forgiveness where it's like I forgive you, but you know, don't ever, I don't want to ever talk to you again, ever. Yeah, like I could be so happy if I never hear his name again, and actually, it won't even really bother me. Um. And and I did kind of I did like challenge me a bit where I just kind of thought like what does it look like what does real forgiveness actually look like because if I say that I forgive this man does that mean I have to then like do I do I have um to welcome him back into my life you know and I think the thing with uh, the Godfather why I think there's a little bit of a parallel here is that you 
care you care about Michael and you see because you really see him from when he's just an innocent kid to someone who sees you know he's scared that his father is going to be killed tries to defend his father then he gets just kind of like sucked and he can't really say no and he gets sucked in, into this world of extreme violence and a depravity and at the end you see that it's really just made him a cold-hearted monster and you feel almost sorry for him but you but like you like also like know him so you so there's a familiarity there with that character that makes it you know that that's that's what makes it sad is that you know him and it just made me think like when we forgive people like why why am i willing to i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'm really drawing a good like parallel here but like what does forgiveness actually look like you know so in this film where there's this character who has traits that i like but who does things that i cannot stand and who doesn't want a forgiveness because again he's just a character but then when there's this, this guy this real actual person who's done some horrible things and for the most part i could take him or leave him but he wants a forgiveness what does that actually look like yeah i don't know yeah you know for me um forgiveness is a is a difficult topic because you'll hear two two completely different things you'll hear people say christians say you don't have to forgive someone until or unless they ask for forgiveness and uh and they'll also say things like um no, you have to forgive everyone. You have to forgive them immediately. You have to do all this stuff, uh, and you have to bring them back into your life and, like, all this stuff. And I really didn't have an opinion on a lot of that until I super suffered and needed to forgive some jerk in my life. And I can honestly say that, number one, you have to forgive even if they don't ask for forgiveness uh, because that <laughs> – Number one, forgiveness imprisons you. And if you aren't leading with that, then you're letting your hatred fester. Sorry, I thought you say it's um it's like lack of it's a lack of forgiveness that imprisons you. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, what did I say? You said that for you said that forgiveness imprisons you. Oh, yeah. So yeah, sorry, lack I, of forgiveness. Yeah, I, I, I no, just no, no, no. clarify. Yeah, and it does because, like, you're still beholden to what they did to you. And I think a lot of people don't understand that forgiveness says, I'm, like, it's not, I, I'm okay with that you hurt me, but it's also not, be, not letting that hurt define the rest of your life or whatever. And, and I remember when I was really struggling with this guy, I was like, Lord, how do I forgive someone that did this to me so deeply, badly, wrongly, sinisterly? Like, it was sick. And I realized that, number one, and this might sound hokey and overly religious, but it, it really meant everything. He was like, look at how many times I have, I have had to forgive you. Yeah. Like, no, like, like look at him. Because we always want to gloss over our sins and demonize the other person. And so when I started looking at it from that perspective, I then said, okay, in the name of Jesus, I forgive blank for blank. And I said it out loud, and I said it every single day, and I... Every time I got pissed off, I would say it. Every time the hurt came back, because it was a whole series of events that <clears throat> this person was doing over and over again. And every time all of that came up, I had to step out in forgiveness. But I also couldn't see that person for two years. It was two years before I saw this person. And I knew that if I were to have seen that person, you know, especially in the first year, I would have lost my mind. And so I also prayed. I prayed for this person literally every day. And then the last kind of like, or the, I would say there's like three stages. The first one was realizing how much God's forgiven me. The second one was realizing if this person was at their best at this time, they never would have done this to me. So what I'm going to do is pray for their conversion so they don't do this to anyone else. And then the third thing was after we talked and he apologized completely and I told him that you didn't. I, that I had already forgiven him. Um, one of the things that I realized was the anger and all that stuff was gone from the prayer, but love didn't remain. It wasn't like love there. It was. It was. A, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It was like there was an emptiness there where I felt like there should be something. And so I began praying to love this person, not just to forgive them, but to love them. And now I have. 
and I do, and this person is back in a in an interesting way, but is back in my life. And so going through all of these different things, I've realized kind of forgiveness from the one being offended, the one like struggling with it, wrestling with it, the memory of it, and having to forgive that person for now giving me the memory of this. That's hard, too, mm-hmm. and I don't think people talk about that a lot. Dr. Han one time said that in class. He was like, the reason why Jesus says you got to forgive 490 times is not that you're forgiving people who have sinned against you 490 times, but every time that thought of what they did to you comes back in your head, you need to forgive again. And I was like, oh, that's too much. It's too much. But I'm telling you, man, it's a lot better than carrying it around with you inside. Because for some people, to you, it was like the worst day of your life, but to them, it was a Tuesday, you know, like, and you want them, and then you you like, you want your friends to hate them, right? Like, you want to build a posse of hatred, and it just... To th- they might not have known what they did and, and all of us, you know, and I don't know. And to certain people who are just jerks, like if you refuse your forgiveness, you are saying that I want you to have power over me for the rest of my life. And that ain't no way to live. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I kind of had a, uh, I had an experience where kind of had where I was just harboring a lot of resentment towards a person. And it's actually our buddy, Paul, who kind of, called me out and was just like listen if christ forgives you every day for the stupid crap that you do like you gotta let this go <laughs> like like this is not the end of the world like you know this is not like you, it's a double standard and i was like oh you're right and i there was a lot of a bunch of freedom that really came from that of you know and so it's and it's just for me where i'm having a hard time is this is the person that i really for all intents and purposes uh wouldn't have to have in on my life again you know there's just there's no real reason to or a lot of possibility it's just more uh that you know he um uh, yeah i just i don't don't want to reveal too much but you know there's just it's um it's not in my control let me put it that way and if anyone were to ask my opinion it's always like well you know i just like these 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 are my boundaries like i will forgive him but i don't want him in my life you know, and I wonder, is that the right approach? I, I, I don't know. I would say this is where we have to watch out. Emotionally, it probably is the best approach because just, just because you've forgiven, like if, if someone is robbing you and they work for you, you can forgive them, but that doesn't mean you put them back in charge of your books again, right? Mm-hmm. I think it is a good policy to, to give people the benefit of the doubt and to trust them right off the bat. But if someone violates that trust in a very specific way, you can't just go back. Forgiveness isn't pretending like the thing never happened. Because to me, that's almost a permissiveness. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Do whatever. But to say I forgive you is saying what you did was deeply and intrinsically wrong, and it hurt me, and I am forgiving you for it. It's not saying I'm pretending like you didn't do anything. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a confrontation with it. But the refusal to be mastered by the evil, right? It's yeah. encountering mercy, encountering an injustice, right? It's you don't then like I would never, I would never make a, someone who stole from me my bookkeeper or my accountant or my CPA. The same is true if someone has broke your trust in your friendship. You don't have to make them your friend again, but you do, I think, have to find a way to love them. But it's not going to be the same way. It can never be the same way. They violated that. And I think it's a, I think so many Christians, like, this is, this is the difficult part. So many people, I, th- I think in a self-help way, want to kind of say, well, no, like, maybe you need to, like, work on repairing that relationship. And maybe you do. But when the, when the wound is raw, sometimes the most charitable thing you can do is to walk away. And I think too many people who haven't been through a great hurt in their life will say, oh, no, like, that's wrong. You're not being Christ-like. You're not loving. I mean, I've had people say that to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I see this person right now, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. So it's better that I walk away. And that is better for that person and for me. But that doesn't. But here's the deal is I prayed for them, right? So they were my enemy, and Jesus commands us to pray for our enemies. And that's the part that sucks because I, I want them to hurt and to suffer like they made me hurt and suffer. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, I can remember one night trying to get drunk because I, and this was like the first night I found out about this. I grabbed a, an entire bottle of wine and began chugging it. 
and I had never done that. I don't I didn't like wine at that time. And I was physically chugging wine and I remember holding it in my hand and I remember just being like like I just want them to hurt like I'm hurt. Like I want every ounce of pain that I, I want to do that to them. Right? And hearing that, hearing me say that scared me because I did not know that was inside me. And there, I mean, that was hate. It was pure hate and spite and revenge and the desire for revenge. And I remember being like, all right, all right, I need, I need to find a way out of this. I remember chucking the bottle into the middle of my yard. It was pouring down rain. And I was like, Fuck, Lord, you got to help me out of this. And so that's when I would say, I can't forgive him in my name, but I'll forgive him in yours. And every time I would say, and I was like gritting my teeth. It was very dramatic. I'm a very dramatic individual. <laughs> As words are coming out of my both. mouth, I'm like, this sounds like a teenage soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about the air, the crashing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. And I'm in the middle of the rain and I'm looking up at the stars. Which are covered by dark clouds. I'm looking up at the cloud. <laughs> who are you, Lord? And who am I? <laughs> Reveal yourself. <laughs> it's just what you want. It's just what you came here for. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm not laughing at, at your pain. Anyways. My wife just walked in and I thought she was going to yell at me that I was being too loud. Oh, please tell her that I say hello and Merry Christmas. Hey, Luke says hello and Merry Christmas, Shannon. And I'm not going to tell you what else she did because she told me that she would kill me if I did. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was fun. And uh, yeah, but dude, I'm telling you, man, the best thing you can do probably in this time frame is to avoid and not engage. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I that's that's where my it's just I, I think it's just hard because. Sorry, uh, it's very easy for me to do it out of spite. Yeah, because like, you know this person hurt people that I love like tremendous. Like now, so, it, do they know? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Does who know? Does this person know what they did? Yes. And, and is are they like remorseful for it? Apparently so. But it's never really been like sent to. It has. I haven't been told anything. I. Um, I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. It's kind of. I wasn't directly involved in it. Like, I mean, it was not like yeah. there wasn't anything done about me per se, but, but people that I care about, I mean, it, it like might as well being be. so secretive. I know <laughs> it's stuff. So there was this guy and there was this thing and there was some other people. No, I mean, so, he I mean, was a jerk okay. and I'm close to them. And I'll be fine. it just, inv it involved my family, my immediate family and the part of my extended family that I am the closest to like people who I love tremendously and would, you know, I mean, this every person who was involved was the person that I would die for in a heartbeat. You know. So what you're saying is Aunt D uh, put heroin <laughs> in your mom's Christmas turkey. <laughs> Aunt D was like, "That's what you get for being for being mean to me when I was a child." My mom was very mean to Aunt D. Apparently, <laughs> very mean. That's why we talk about Aunt D on every show and not your mom. <laughs> no Think about that, but Think yeah, that. just so it, it um. There's just, you know, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of anger and a lot of, um, yeah. you yeah. know, just, it's, it's, I'm very glad that I not, have not seen this person since. I think I would be fine right now, but in the moment I would have lost my mind. It just, if I had seen this person, you know, you know, like a month or two after it had happened, I would have just lost my mind. On, on, on and that. see, that's another thing is when someone hurts someone else that you love, like they didn't do it to you. So you don't have to forgive them. That'd be weird. He didn't offend you, but the ones you love suffered, and that's a totally like that's like a yeah, uh, yeah that that really yeah. Well, especially when he says <laughs> with this person, like you know, like he said something. Just yeah, uh, this is I'm probably getting a little bit too deep here, but there was just some there were some things said about people that I was so infuriated by and so offend. Like it did, I, I would say he did offend me by what he by what this person said. Yeah, that it, I was like it was meant to offend me. Let me put it that way, not uh, me directly, but by saying it. Yeah. Um. So, but this person's also in like a really to you know put a positive spin on it has been very apologetic and has tried to mend those fences as best as they can be mended. I think for the most part, 
So it's it, it's just it's it's just it's it's more just my own heart. Then when I hear it, my first instinct is to be like, Ugh, you know, and that it really needs to be. It really should be more of oh, I should pray for this guy. WWJD, what would Joel Osteen do? <laughs> he would say, buy my book. Look at my smile. <laughs> um, yeah. Fall into my trance. Give me your credit card number. <laughs> Give me your social security check. My wife is going to scream at a bunch of people in first class. It is, you know, <laughs> and here's the thing, too. Like, I've done some really, like, this is the thing that I always need to remember. I've done some really screwed up stuff. Yep. Like, we've all, like, we've all, for the most but, you really can't hit the age of like 28 and not have been the person who needs a lot of forgiveness from other people. <laughs> I just think it's impossible. So basically there's a 10 year span, maybe 20 years where it's just have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Yeah. When you hit 13 to probably 28. Yeah. I think there's, that's a good 15 year span. You just are just a path of destruction. And like, you know, it's just very, um, yeah, it's very easy to be that person. Like, there's like stupid mistakes that I can I can remember that I made at like 28, just being like, "What? What the hell? What? You're 28 years old. <laughs> like, you're you're, you're a grown ass man. Yeah, you have a bank account. You have a checking account. <laughs> you have a checking account. You, you have checked your credit credit score in the last six months. You have a board meeting. You're going to like, <laughs> you can't be fostering this. You know, I got so. This, I was just thinking about this. Hey, this story, I don't mind sharing. <laughs> I remember, I get, I don't know why I, oh, I don't know if I really should, should, should share the story, but this is how, like, you know, I, I actually wanted to bring this up when you were, when you were talking earlier, it's very easy to become the bad guy. As much as we think we are all the protagonists, it's so easy to become the antagonist. So I can remember this girl, we had a really crappy relationship towards the end and she did get a little a bit crazy i'll be kind of honest and i really cut her off and so like six months later my school that i was at threw a goodbye party for me and and i had a few drinks and was like oh and i remember getting back home and going i'm gonna call this girl and tell her that i ended up doing a good thing here <laughs> i called him with a bunch of voicemails be like and you know what else i did that was really great blah 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 and then I called like her work miners. It was oh, like no. I just I don't know. No, I, don't know. I like no. yeah. It was totally just like. And the next morning I was like, "What did I do? <laughs> like, what did I just? I just went from being like the guy who walked away from the craziness to the one who just like I've amped up yeah, the crazy. <laughs> just like brought a but like brought a tank of gasoline, sprayed it on the house, and just like lit a fire. Going, remember me? Wow. <laughs> They say good living is the best revenge. Well, <laughs> well, the other day I did my taxes. I got my shirt ironed. <laughs> so look at me now. I don't need you. Yes, I do. Call me back. I've got these raw denim jeans that are a little bit too big, but whatever. <laughs> I got this sick belt. <laughs> and the other day I was in the airport and got my shoe shined. I got my shoe shined. <laughs> like, that's how, like, it's just, it's, it's funny how, like, how quickly I became the bad guy. And there was no, like, un. I, I mean, I'm sure there had to have been, like, some, like, I mean, again, like, alcohol and a lot of free time was a factor, so keep this in <laughs> mind. But it, I just remember being like, what the hell did I do that? Like, what the heck, what the hell did I just do? Did you call back and apologize? No, I didn't hear any. I, if, if she had got a hold of me, I was going to, and I, 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 I actually ended up getting a hold of her, like, three months later. I sent her, I was actually in adoration. I sent her a, a text message. I was like, hey, I... No, I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> so I'm, and she just said, it's, it's, it's okay. I understand. Like, just, so you know, I'm engaged now. I'm very happy. Hope all the best for you and haven't heard from her since. And hope, I mean, I'm sure she's very happy and we're, it's totally one of those just like, um, I'm sure if we were to pass each other in like an airport, it'd be like, hello, how are you? Great. Oh, good. Hope, hello, your husband. Yeah, is, this is my wife. You know, it'd be very cordial, but it's just one of those like, I just became the bad guy. I, I just like I went from being the like, oh yeah, what a really great memory that <laughs> that relationship was to like, let me tell you how I really feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke, that is so characteristically Luke. I, I love it, and you've never told that with me except to an audience of twenty thousand downloads. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is why we do this, people. Just so me and Luke's relationship can grow and deepen. 
Oh, man. I, know. I feel I, like this is like Big Brother and people are just getting the raw scabs of our life. I haven't told that to anyone. I, I, yeah. It's, I, 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 that, like, that's, you know those like certain, those stupid things that we've done that really like come up and like. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah. why did the I think that makes that? you sick in your stomach. Yeah. And, yeah. And, just, and there's like nothing that you can do about it. Like it just was some dumb thing I did six years ago, five years ago, because I was just in a rough spot and just unleashed on a person I felt like I deserved it in my drunken state. Yeah. yeah. And I, how many of those regrets have uh, come from or are surrounded by a drunken state? <laughs> well, and like, here's what really sucks about that was it was a good, it was like a night where I was being honored. Yeah. You know, and I just like, I think what, what, what really was, this is going to sound, it was the I came, this is one of the reasons why I think when you have a high when you have a high stress job, you really need to be married. <laughs> I think of like, and that's not sorry. That's that's that sounds weird. Um, you need to be. You really need to own your vocation. Okay. Because I really wasn't doing that very well. I kind of put my vocation on pause, which was not really the best, and it was kind of a weird thing. And I, it was the fact that I came home and I and I was alone and had no way to channel my energy. If that makes sense, because it was it was such like a great night, and I was it was such it was just like a like you know this whole school a community like thanked me for all the stuff that I'd done. It was honestly one of the highlights of my a career that evening. Thank you, Luke, for firing six people your first year <laughs> as a twenty eight year old principal. <laughs> thank you for being. Thank you for suffering for two years on our behalf. Thank you for being a thug walking through the school and saying, <laughs> you fired, you fired, you fired. <laughs> That's not at all what happened. Oh, gosh. People from there now probably listen. <laughs> I'm just well, good. It's fine. good. Now they know the pain and suffering that they put you through. I, and those jackals hurt my Lukey. <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually want to have some of those people on the podcast at some point in time to kind of like talk. But, but anyways, I think it'd be very, it'd be good podcasting. Um, <laughs> and I just took a beautiful night. And I just smashed it, and I killed it. And I'm like, ah! you know, like that scene in um, Tommy Boy. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it, and I pet it, and I massage it. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And then I take my naughty pet and I go. (laughs) Oh, I killed it. I killed my sale. (laughs) This is the thing. This is how, you know, original sin's a real thing. Like, yeah, no, like only, exactly. Only we, the moment we actually get what our egos desire, which is to be the center of the universe, the 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 source and cause of uh, an object of people's praise and admiration, can we then turn that beautiful moment into a self pitying rage fest, lashing out? I know. <laughs> dramatic moment. Oh man, like so often. This is honestly why I think well, this is one of the dangers of cell phones. It's because it gives you an outlet that you should not have. <laughs> like, I really think if you're in your 20s and you aren't married and you have, like, an active life and you are and you like a normal person, you, there needs to be an app that can just lock your phone. No, this is, what, this is what it needs to be, Luke. Everyone needs to have an anonymous Twitter account where they can do their stream of consciousness. And you know who's fat and stupid now? My ex. Totally fat and stupid. <laughs> Look at me. I'm awesome. I'm skinny. I've been doing CrossFit, drinking Coke Zero. Right? So you need to have that. You need to have an anonymous Twitter account. The egg. Keep the egg there. You keep the egg. You don't put your picture. Or you put a picture of, like, uh, Lionel Richie saying, hello. Right? Like, you have something funny that no one can ever trace to you. You know I had that, and- right? No, but but what you don't do, Luke, is when you're in a fit of anger or rage, you don't tweet under your own name. But most importantly, you don't tweet under Catching Fox's <laughs> name. What did I do recently that made you mad? It's not that it made me mad. It's that it made me say, this belongs under Luke's <laughs> name, at the Luke V, if you want to follow him, at the Luke V. 
not under our banner, Listen, our flagship, that MLS our crap that they were pulling really ticked, nope, ticked nope, me nope, off. Nope, 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 nope. No one gives a crap about that. No sane American who loves God and eats red meat gives a crap about MLS. U.S. men's national team, no one cares about. They're all a bunch of running around in high socks, okay? It's okay. Oh, you mock my paint. Um. I do, I do. What I'm talking about is your Matt Walsh blog comment. <laughs> no, that that no, I stand by that. That was ridiculous. And you can stand by it. I don't think catching foxes needs to oh, stand I by it. Oh, I think that is we very Luke, much Luke, need to stand Luke, by that. Luke, 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 hmm? Luke. I know you hate him. <laughs> but I don't hate him. You don't him. need to involve the Catching Foxes brand it in your Twitter war with <laughs> It fits your brand is what I'm oh, trying to say. Oh, so are you a say. big Matt Walsh fan now? Uh, me and him tweet each other every day. And I say, hey, you feed the trolls lately? He says, show enough. No, that's not true. I never, I don't know who he is. I've read his blog like eight times. He says, I know there are fanatics for him. I know there are fanatics against him. He says some things that I really like. And I'm like, that's a yeah. great insight. And then he says other things where I'm like, you're a monster. Like, you really should stop. This is awful. Yeah. No, but that's, that's fair. You know, and Luke, you know what I would say? You know what I would say to Matt? I would say sometimes, Matt, we become the enemy. We become the antagonist, even in our own story. It's true. Me against and, me. And then you would send a picture of yourself and just giving him a hug and saying, I understand. We're all alone. We're all alone. <laughs> this is not your fault. This is, this is not your fault. This is not your fault. Shut this up, man. Is not, not you. <laughs> Stop doing this to me. This is not your fault. Not you, man. This, this is not your fault. Come on. Say it. It's so hard. And I know. It's going to be it's so hard. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Not your fault. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it was funny. Really quick. When you said that you should just, you should just tweet from an anonymous account, I used to have that. It was my um, Franciscan alumni problems. Yeah, Which, yeah, but it really wasn't anonymous. <laughs> After about 15 minutes, we all knew. It no, you. it was like, actually, it was a collection of people. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But at first, the first like six months was all me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that? I just, I lost touch. <laughs> I gave up. I just, the drama went away. <laughs> well, you got married. That's what happened. You got <laughs> soft, son. You got married, you got true. soft. No, I just, I think it was, I was so far removed then from being like a part of the school. I had some good tweets though. That was that was that probably it was funny. That was really it was funny. a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. When I first discovered the account, I went back and just read everything from day one. So it was probably like six because I, I'm not a big Twitter dude. I wasn't then, and I've become not now again. So uh, it was really funny. I'm, oops, sorry, I just dropped my phone. It's not one percent. I'm going to try to find that so you can put it in the old show notes. I'll find it. You don't have to worry All about right. it. I mean, Fair it's enough. only ten fifteen, and I'm at my in laws and. Got to edit it on my laptop. I mean, it's no big deal. Listen, Don't worry. This has been a really good episode where you're not going to have to edit out a lot. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. Thank God for that. Hey, mm. so do you want to talk about some New Year resolutions? <sighs> do I? Not really. No? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, this is this is actually ended up being a very good episode. Helen. That's nice. You look like a Helen. Helen, we're both in sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. Thank you all for listening to our humble, humble show. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, happy New Year guys. Hey, we I'm... will be back next week, normal time, normal place. Um, this episode is going to come out a little later. Can you write that on the Facebook page, Luke? Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going to have to wake up in the morning and edit. Everyone's asleep in this house. And no, that's fine. I need to go to sleep. Uh, blah. Good episode. I, I've been dealing with a lot of emotional burdens right now. So you can yeah. find Luke at the Luke V on Twitter. You can find us on at Catching, Fo Catching Foxes Podcast on Twitter. At C Foxes Podcast. Oh, that's what it is. At C Foxes Podcast on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash Catching Foxes Podcast. Uh, you can find me at Lay Evangelist online on the old Twitters, but I'm there like once a week maybe. Um, yeah, and that should be it, right? Oh, and if you, you have want anything, to. Um if you guys want to help us keep this whole thing up and running, uh, please go to patreon.com slash CF. That's patreon.com slash CF. And you can um, help us out with a couple extra bucks per month. Anyone who does $10 or or $10 or like more a month uh, will get a free episode on Monday, on Mondays. 
Mondays. Mondays, usually, at least by the evening, is when yeah. I can post them. M- M- Monday-ish. Monday-ish. But the, uh, yeah, so we got about 10 episodes up there. The last one was the Perilous Fight, Luke's abortive podcast on <laughs> the U.S. men's soccer team. But uh, mm, also, I have a, an ebook that I'm going to publish for our $30 subscribers. I'm kind of wrapping it up now. I'm, I'm going back through it. I got a guy that just came into through the RCIA, and he's an English teacher, and he's going to give it the old, the old heave-ho. How about that? And then... Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He doesn't know that yet, but he offered his <laughs> services, and now I'm going to take him up on it. But, uh, yeah, so I got some stuff. So for you $30 subscribers and for you $50 subscribers, Luke is mm-hmm. already finished with the Catching Foxes drinking game. Mm-hmm. So he'll be asking for your rule uh, ASAP, and then we'll record you on the show. Right, actually, yes. Yep. Actually, it's on my list of things to do. Oh, it's, so now it's made it to a list, mm-hmm. people. It has. Made Listen, it to a list. So it's the busiest month of my of my job yet. <laughs> of my, it's the busiest month of my jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's insane. It's insane. So um, we're going to get it done. And uh, for you $10 subscribers and more, your Catching Foxes stickers, um, I don't have enough for all the new donors because Matt Frad said donate. And apparently he says jump. You say how high. We need to have him on 16 <laughs> times a year. Uh, thank you for all the new supporters. But um, we'll get out all those stickers to you, $10 or more subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Shut off the things for God. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know the words. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? Yeah, whatever. Old, old. A-U-L-D. Man, I love New Year's Eve. I love drinking on New Year's Eve. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to. I'm going to be with the in-laws. That's fair. You know what they call me, all the, all the people who married into the family? How did you get Out, in? Outlaws. Outlaws. <laughs> That's what we're called. They literally, one time, it was it was a joke, but one Christmas they were like, all the, everyone from the Rothkars, and then they're like, and all the outlaws, and we just stood there staring <laughs> at the like, camera. Huh. This is empty. This isn't, this isn't warm and fuzzy. All right, man. You have a good night. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. Hey, pray and, for you. And, and seriously, God knows when this is going to get posted tomorrow. No, no. It's fine. God knows. All right. And a quick time in three, two, oh, one. Oh, no, 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 no. Screw. Three, mm-hmm. two, two, one. One. Stop. Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet.